Well, hello. Michael J. Nelson here along with David Paul Berge. And we are the podcast Like Trees Walking. Yes. What do we do here at Like Trees Walking, David? We do. We do several things, but I, I like to say that what we do is uh, we're a podcast about, you know, philosophy, theology, and culture. Um, we talk about serious questions, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. Wow, that dovetails nicely into what I want to talk about today. First, let's give you a rundown of the show, people out there. And may I say, good morning? May I say, good afternoon? Well, it, it does, whenever you're listening to it. May uh, I say, good uh 4.30 in the morning. My now, my, now might be a good time to text someone you know. Exactly. <laughs> if you have some questions about a, a topic you've been wondering, you know, I got a text the other day from someone I never met at 4.45 in the morning, which I think is a great yeah. time to shoot someone a text that you've never met. Right. But that's what's great about our podcast. Anytime. Anytime at all is the famous Beatles. Anytime at all. Yep. Anytime at all. So, uh, all right. So what are we going to do today? We are going to tackle one of our big issues, as we always do. Yes. And once again, we will have a lightning round quiz where we really grill Pastor Berge. It's one of his favorite. I think it's the highlight of your week, isn't it? Um, yeah, to, so far it's been, I think it's the highlight of the podcast so When far. you get to be uh, grilled on these topics that you should know about. And today's quiz relates directly to what I want to talk about now is, you did it so nicely earlier, but I, I've been thinking about it a lot. What is what is the tagline for a podcast? Everybody's Everybody's got to have a brand. I you mean, do, you do. You're I'm, a brand, I'm a brand. <laughs> you got to have a brand, you right? You got to cultivate your brand. And, uh, and your mean, brand awareness. Oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, I was a, were you a Mad Men fan? I did see a few of them. I stopped watching after it, it became sort of repetitive for, for me. Uh, no, it was, Don, it, was, it was fresh for all six seasons or whatever it was. But, uh, but Don, I mean, that was what Don was, right? He was the master of the sort of tagline that painted the picture of what the, what the brand was about. And, and, and you did it beautifully just now, and I had been wrestling with it. What was it? Could you do it again? We could rewind the tape, but that requires some technical... No, no, no. So, uh, I'll, the, really the, so if, going off the top of my head, uh, we are a podcast about philosophy, theology, and culture. Uh, a podcast where we talk about serious questions, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. That I might have just repeated myself verbatim. I think that was uh, verbatim. Good. But So I, I was playing with it, and I came up with some... Uh, some alternates for that, just in case we want to we want to roll this around a little bit. Maybe take the pulse of our uh, listeners sure, and see sure. see what they think of my taglines. I had uh, one of them. I, I came up with this out of nowhere. It was like a flash of inspiration. The hardest podcast you'll ever love, huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that means. That was, How is a podcast hard? That was a tagline for the army when I was a kid. What did they say? What was the, the, the toughest job you'll ever love? Oh. So you're gonna love it, but it's hard. But it's hard. Man. And we're yeah. the hard. We're a hard. We're, we are kind of a hard podcast. Uh, the other one was a little more up to date. The kids today would understand it. It was uh, LTWFTW. That's very clever. I, I, come on, that's good. I, no, it's, it's tough really, to say though out loud. LTWFTW. I had to, for the longest time. I thought uh, when I saw FTW and stuff online, I thought it was like some profane, like you know, shorthand. And I was like, what is it like? F what? And and it's for the win. Just for in the case win. you don't understand. Like trees walking for, for the, the win. win. Exactly. Which is, uh, what is that, about six years ago now that that was trending as a thing? FT dubs. Timeless. Timeless. Oh, yep. Uh, oh, this one was, this one will make you weep. It's so bad. No matter how you listen, consider us your earbuds. <laughs> that, that one. 
that one is that one is so that good. is so awful just putting my earbuds in yep. mike and M- mike's the left channel dave's the right well i figured we're trying to give it that warm fuzzy christiany feel mm. it's like a it's Where like the side earbuds? hug it's like the it's side a christian hug side of, hug yeah, of, exactly, of slogans exactly um this one I think really sizzles it. It's like church, only 30% more fun. Now, you as a pastor, you should take that as a compliment. This is Oh, because church is really fun. Church and is, is fun. And this is like extremely fun. Because you can't get much more fun. It just doesn't seem right to say 100% more fun because church is I already spiking the, the dials on church fun. Is, church is already at sort of your redlining. And so right. this, is, this is just kind of turning That's why I 11. thought it was a good slogan. Yeah, like, it's, it's, imagine how excited you are to go to church. Amp that up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, people. I can see you're really buying my slogans. Uh, and finally, I had drop that zero and get with the hero, which, of course, is the slogan of uh, Vanilla Ice from uh, his movie. <laughs> Oh, a cold as ice? Was that what it was? Cold as ice. That oh, is correct. Ice. Yes. A, a fine film. I thought sure you would remember that one. Drop. I have seen. Game. I have seen Cold as Ice. Yeah, it's a great movie. It is. Yeah. It was shot by the uh, weird thing about that movie. It's it's a bizarre '80s, you know. Uh, I think it's piece. '90s. I think it's. Yeah, 90s. yeah. Well, it's it's in that period where it was the uncomfortable it, crossover. We, we period. weren't sure. We weren't sure where era, we were, absolutely. even though it was technically in the '90s. Yes, yes. Uh, but it was shot by the cinematographer who was Spielberg's longtime cinematographer. How did he get roped into that project? <laughs> well, you know, you're between projects, and so he did that. And and the movie, I remember watching it, going, "Wow, this is really beautifully shot. What is going on here?" <laughs> and he ended up winning uh, his Oscar for Lincoln, I believe. So, okay. So yeah, but he shot. That's a little bit of trivia for you. He That's shot the right. vanilla ice. So people go ice. back and watch Cold as Ice, put it on mute, and just enjoy, and just enjoy the enjoy. beauty. <laughs> That's right. And drop the zero and get with the hero. All, All right. right. Well, we'll keep working on it. I think you've got the slogan. But uh, we can't delay it any longer. we got to get to our big Let's get topic. to the topic. Let's go. And this is one. Um, I think I probably pulled this from many sources. It's... Uh, you know, it's a popular idea, once again, out there on the internet, and people, uh, I think it's just sort of embedded in popular culture. Uh, the idea that people will tell you in one breath, say that it's wrong to wear fur, or or for Christians to judge people, you hear that a lot, don't, yeah. don't yeah. judge, right? Or to eat meat, that's a, a crime, or fur, whatever. But then we'll have no grounding or basis to tell you why. In other words, they, they get very passionate about it, which is understandable mm-hmm. and angry, but uh, they kind of just choose the things that they want to do. And, and what is, uh, how does a Christian respond? What do we say to that when someone is talking about their morality, but in ways that they can't quite ground? That they can't quite articulate. And I think right. that this is, a, um, this is a really important one. This is a big one. And not, it's not because, you know, someone shouldn't say, hey, you should consider being a vegetarian or, or, or a vegan, you know, and here's the reason. I mean, it, what, the sort of, I think the... The, the one of the problems creeps in is that there's kind of a sometimes a, a little hypocrisy or double standard sort of creeps in you know what I mean like no don't tell me how to live my life or you know this perception I think it's more of a, a stereotype that a Christian would sort of uh, uh, be the kind of person telling everyone how to live their lives and uh, you're not a Christian so you're sort of immune from that that problem I mean I, I see this you know uh, in social media a lot like it, particularly there's one person surrounding veganism where it's like the most 
um, you know, overtly like shaming rhetoric that they're always directing at everyone who would ever eat meat and what sort of like unethical and horrible people those are. And I just said, well, what, what if someone else was doing that for their cause? Like, you would think that this is the most obnoxious, you know, puritanical, uh, moralizing person in the world. So I think it's just first to say, like, hey, no one is immune from this tendency to sort of stand up on their soapbox and uh, tell other people how to live their lives. So the more interesting question, I think, is why do we sort of make the moral ethical stands that we make. And yeah, as you said, what are the grounds upon which we stand? Talk about, yeah, what is ground? I use grounding as though people should know what that right, means. Yeah. And I think in context, obviously, people could probably understand it. But let's go and explain that a little. What is grounding mean? So like what are, yeah, so what are the basic sort of principles, maybe the first principles um, from which you live by, from which you form your, your worldview of, you know, ethics or, you know, more morality, right and wrong, good and bad, you know, um, where does that come from? Where does your sense of how you adjudicate what's the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do come from? In other words, like, what is the, we always say, what is the ought? You ought to do this. Yeah, where does that ought, where does that Somebody has a, yes, you, you not only, you have an obligation to do this or not do this because, and that ought, you know, is something that compels you. And so where does that come from that's the grounding right yep yep. and so interrogating you know when i'm saying when i'm shooting someone you know when i'm saying you should do this or you shouldn't do that and should language some people say well you you shouldn't use should language at all which is you know ironic because you're shooting me when you say that right but you know (laughs) like so we're we're, we're all we're all always sort of shooting or should nodding and let's just interrogate let's investigate where that comes from And, and i think you know one of the I hope goals of this podcast is no matter where people are coming from, just just sort of looking at the ground upon which we stand, you know, the basis from which we are making these statements. Let's at least like interrogate that and investigate that. So, for example, when it's making ethical statements, you know, one person could say like a the ground from which they stand is sort of like a utilitarian perspective, you know, that we want to maximize happiness in the world and minimize suffering. You know, that could be an articulated um you know, ground for making ethical statements. Or it could be, you know, from a, from a Christian perspective, you could say that, that something like a biblical basis is sort of where you're making, you know, ethical claims. Th- that your source from which you are deriving those, the source material is, um, is scripture as the statement of God's revelation of himself and also his will for how human beings should live their lives so that they flourish. And there's, would there ever be a, is there a Darwinian grounding? Like, you know, the, we want the, our genes to pass on in the best, most efficient way possible. Uh, and so therefore we should do X or Y or, or Z. Um, I, I don't know that there is. I'm sure there's some kind of like evolutionary morality or saying like that basically some kind of our basic moral intuitions have been advantageous for our survival. Um, so we should go, you know, go with those like hardwired into us is some basic sense of maybe like reciprocity and, you know, justice um, and something, you know, something like that. I, 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 haven't, I haven't thought much about sort of an evolutionary morality sure. just because it doesn't seem if you look at sort of nature like that there'd be much grounds for pulling a real ethical system. <laughs> no, well, like, like when I, I saw I the gerbil, so. you know, when I raised gerbils in my house, I got to take them home over, over Christmas break and... Um, the gerbil mom had the babies and then like, and then like there was three babies or two or three and then they like died and 
like the mom oh. ate one of them. It was, oh. it was really, it was really gory. So that's kind of colored my. It maybe that's coloring my perspective. We're right gonna now. have to have the uh, the violence warning on our podcast. Like children, get the children out of the house. Yeah. So that happened. So it's like, yeah, you know, beyond sort of a, um, a this seems right to me or doesn't seem right to me. Sort of just a arbitrary appeal. Where We're, does the grounding come from? Right, and a lot of times it seems like uh, we talk a lot about online because you know that's i think you and i both live a little bit at least part of our lives online yeah and and there it's very easy for the emotion to swamp the argument and like i feel passionately about this therefore you should take this seriously and and that's a but that is in life too that i think that's true in life it just happens to be more kind of in your face and easier to do in uh in the podcast world so what is the What's the Christian response to this this kind of thing? You ought to do this and you ought to do that. How can we challenge them to think about the grounding of their own morality and the way they feel so passionately? Why do you feel this way? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think the first thing that the, the Christian thing to do is to ask why and to, I mean, I think have a, an honest, you know, earnest conversation with people. So it's not just to sort of like, you know, hoist people on their own petards, but I do think that, as 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 people um, of faith, as Christians, we we want to understand where people who don't share our perspective are coming from, because we want them to extend that same courtesy to us. So I do when someone tells me I should or I shouldn't do something, or I ought to think something, or I ought to not think something. I want to understand why. Genuinely want to understand why, and I want them to understand why, because I want them to listen to me. Now, when they're listening to me, what I what I want them to say is that, um, you know, my belief is that the the creator of the universe has revealed himself to us uh, through his word in a particular community of people, and he's given us a vision of, of you know, of human flourishing, right? Uh, that, 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 you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, it says in scripture, you know, there is freedom, there is liberty, there is people um, thriving. And so when we're making, you know, sort of ethical claims um, from Christianity. It's with the idea that what we're trying to do is um, not put people in a box, but give people sort of healthy soil from which they can grow and flourish in, in the million different ways that God wants them to. And so scripture is our ground. It's our soil um, from whence we spring. And, you know, why is that a, a sort of a logical place to start? Because if, if God is the one who made us and made us in his image, then surely he has something to say uh, about what a well-lived life looks like as a creature created in his image. Right, and uh, and and those are the things when you explore them with other people. I think a lot of times they haven't given it that much thought, and so that can feel maybe sort of painful to examine those things, and, and I think a lot of times people will go back to their emotions and say, how could you be such a, it's so cruel for you to to do X or Y, treat animals this way or wear fur. And so they'll just sort of double down on the emotions. But I think what we're saying is we encourage people to take a look at what is what is the reason behind your passion there. And, and when you're trying to explain to someone else, you should feel the same way that I do. You're going to have to go a little deeper and explore those things. Yes, right? ab- absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, one thing I think that's interesting when it comes to, I think, I'm going to say the research has shown, basically, this is my intuition coming to play. Here, just rattle the paper. I've got the research. <laughs> uh, so there was an right interesting here. recent study. But no, I do think that, uh, like, I'm thinking of someone like Jonathan Haidt, who wrote this book called The Righteous Mind. 
um, and who's a really interesting person behind, uh, he's actually behind this new project called Heterodox Academy. He's pushing for more sort of intellectual diversity within the academy. And, and some of his research has found is that basically we always think like the other side is um, wrong and, and we think we're rational and they're irrational. We're good. You know, they're bad. And what he's found is that when it comes to making uh, moral arguments or, or moral claims that we usually start with an emotion. Sure. And then sort of come up with a logical justification that follows that. Um, and so if that's true, if emotion a lot of times is driving the bus, um, my, my admonishment to people is like, don't consider yourself exempt from that. Don't exempt yourself from like, well, that, of course, that's what they're doing. You know what I mean? They just think some, some things like icky or feels wrong or is not your preference. And so they're just leading with that sort of irrational or, or sub-rational response to it. But here I am this paragon of logic and reason. Like you know, we're all sort of subject to following right. our passions and our, our emotions. So, um, so let's not cast aspersions. Let's not demonize as, uh, as the scripture says, come, let us, let us reason. reason. Let together. us reason together. Let yeah. us reason together. Right, and I, I think uh, we should say that the Christians would have an answer. It may not be the right one. This is what we're talking about here. But that the reason people feel passionately about things is because we are built with the image of God, with this sort of moral core where we're trying to find out we've lost our way, and we're trying to find, it. and that explains that everyone almost tries to fit into a religious context and tries to uh, you know explore their own morality in ways with a lot of passion and and that you know our our christian worldview does explain it you don't have to accept it but at right. least explains that right right that there's a a hardwired built-in sort of should you know shall and shall not impulse built within us and it's it's a passion for justice you know and, and law and order in the world and 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 a and a vision of how people should live their lives so that you know human beings flourish and society flourishes and we can say you know based on the kind of God who we see in Scripture like that makes a lot of sense that that should be deeply built within us but then also it makes sense you know why are there a sort of a million different understandings of how you know of morality or of or of ethics we say well we you know we were sort of built with this hardwired into us but we also are fallen human beings. And so, you know, the circuit's got messed up somewhere. And so um, there's, there's a reason why we're sort of running in a million different directions. And, and so it's embedded within us, but it's also embedded within a fallen humanity. You know, and just as I say that, I, I realize there's a counterexample. I've, I've roomed with guys who you go, does that person have any motivation <laughs> at all or cares about anything? And of course, life will catch up to him. But you do meet people. You go like, really? Is that just sitting around I, eating a sleeve of uh, <laughs> cookies every uh, seven minutes and uh, laying in bed watching TV? Right? Or like that? There's a sort of a Im- like a like an embedded like immoral compass. I, <laughs> right. I had a I had a roommate in college who maybe he was just an innate contrarian or something like that. But but uh, we, we 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 lived together, and he was talking. He was in the business school, and he was talking about his business ethics class that he had to take. And the the question was sort of like, should you, knowing that you know smoking is bad, like should you market cigarettes to children? Uh-huh. You know, knowing that this would get them addicted and have long term health consequences. And he's like, and his response was, well, someone's gonna do it if I don't. Uh-huh. You know, so it's like it's like if someone's gonna do it, if you know someone else will take the job. That sort of excuses you 
you know, so it's, so it's so it's like what kind of moral compass? Interrogate your yes, he's got to go foundations, back. Man. He's got to find his own grounding. He had a pet snake. This guy, not to sort of like diss all people with pet snakes, but he yeah, was really into his pet. Let's go ahead and do that. I, I welcome the letters. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he very creepily had a girlfriend who was still in high school, uh, and, and he's in college. A girlfriend still in high school and a pet snake named Pedro. Did you room with the devil himself? Is that possible? <laughs> <He's> in defense of <laughs> the guy of me. selling cigarettes to kids with his snake in the room. In defense of me, uh, it was a four-way split. He lived in the other room uh, of the two bedrooms that we shared, and so I had nothing. I had nothing to do with him. And could Could you hear his cloven hooves clicking across the hardwood floors as he went <laughs> as he went as he went out to go to go um, sell cigarettes? Occasionally, loses grip in the kitchen. You <laughs> hear those hooves click. I often, right. hand, I often wonder what happened to this guy. Well, let's solve it on the break, and we'll come back and give an update. Uh, all right, so we've we've hashed through that thing. We will come back in just a moment. We will have the quiz. There's no getting around that. I love it. Uh, we will have... I don't know if we... I don't think I have a new theme song. I'm sorry. Michael. I could sing one on the spot. I could improv one. Let's go. Yes, and? <laughs> but uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll... Uh, have the quiz, we'll sum up, and we'll do lots of other fun stuff here. I like these walks. Sounds great. Hey everyone, Dave Berge here. Thank you so much for listening to Like Trees Walking. We hope that you find it uh, entertaining and edifying and encouraging. And if you do, uh, there's a few things that you could do for us. One is you could um, go on iTunes or however you get this podcast and give us a like. And a uh, review, uh, five stars only, even though we know this is like a three and a half star podcast. If you could give us five stars, that would really, really help. But the more you like us, the more you review us, the more it helps people find us. Um, you could go on uh, social media and share this podcast with you think with people you think would enjoy it. And the last thing you can do is you can go to Like Trees Walking Pod. So that's Like Trees Walking P-O-D. Com. That's our website. That's where you're going to be able to find um, a full archive of every single episode that we've done. Our bios will be there and um, some way that you can uh, contact a form uh, email address will be there as well that we will check uh, probably at least every three months. So um, those are all the things you can do for us. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoy it. We are back. This is Like Trees Walking. David Berge and Michael J. Nelson. And we were talking about what, Mr. Berge? Go. Well, we were talking about uh, what we see as a phenomenon that's occurring, kind of, you you like to call it cafeteria morality. But it's just basically sort of like telling people what they should and shouldn't do, but not really asking why. Um, why should people do or not do these things? And so basically we're saying, if you're going to be making moral claims, which we all do. Yeah. Let's just ask, like, what are the grounds? What's the basis? Where are these things coming from? Um, because to just sort of say, well, you know, my, my grounds are the right grounds and your grounds are the wrong grounds. No, 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 no. It's a lot more interesting and more complicated than that. Right. And, and, uh, and also just to remove that emotion from, the, uh, from all of those discussions, as much as is possible. A little bit of emotion is a good thing. We're not saying become Spock, but in terms of your moral decisions when you are 
asking another person to behave in a certain way, you should have very sound reasons for them to do it, and you should approach it calmly and with some grounding. Yes, exactly. So don't just, uh, you know, it's not who shouts or cries the loudest uh, or hardest wins. Yeah. And so... um, (laughs) Like, there's plenty of things that we can do very easily, like, don't do that because... I will take you to jail. Those yeah. <laughs> those things are simple, but it's the tougher ones in a free society. You should or shouldn't do this. You got to have some grounding for that. Yep. There's a great, uh, <laughs> this is a tangent, but there's a great like article out there about why Spock is like a moral monster. Actually, even though he's like the dispassionate one, if you like look at what he does in all the Star Trek movies, he's like, basically he like screws the universe up. So Wow. He wrecked it all? Yep. We and, can blame it on Spock. And he's the dispassionate Vulcan who's actually like reeking horrible chaos right it's the uh if anyone's ever read the book till we have faces there's a greek guy in it who represents that spock-like path yep and things don't go well for him uh all right well we can avoid it no longer it's time for the quiz all right and this relates to uh and again maybe i should just pause in case we want to put a theme song in here Maybe you could write one. Maybe if, if there's a famous band out there who's a fan of us. Which yeah, I, yeah, I, please I write assume. us. Yeah, <laughs> by this point, this is like five episodes in or something. Right. <laughs> then we have several bands. So we'll have sort of a battle of the bands, of famous bands. So I will pause for two seconds and then we'll just, either there will be a theme or there won't. And so that's kind of the moment of tension. During that pause, you people won't know unless you hear a theme song. Uh, never mind. Okay. Spin Doctors, if you're listening... Um, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take a theme song by you guys. Look, we're desperate. No, I mean we would very much love a yes, theme song yes. from you guys. All right, this is a uh, a quiz on uh, advertising slogans as ah, as we are trying to brand ourselves. Hi. It's it's all making sense to increase me. Increase our brand awareness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we personally are a brand, and then we have this. That's a brand. Man, there's so much branding. Hashtag brands. So, these are famous slogans. This is the lightning round, which is also branded. Please, uh, please answer as quickly as possible. All right. These are slogans uh, where the brand name is mentioned in the slogan. I will, of course, remove that, and so you will have to figure that out yourself. All right. All right. All right. So I'm going to tell you the company that the company okay. or product. Okay. That is, uh, you can't just say Beatrice Foods for everyone because that would maybe cover all of them. I don't know, or you know, like. SAO Global Industries. Yeah, you have to yeah, say the actual yeah. brand. Bevmo or whatever it is yeah, that you owns can't like say everything. the company. Okay. All right. What would you do for a blank bar? What would you do for a Klondike bar? Nice. Yes. I was field testing that one. My my beloved wife did not get that. Whoa. That shocked. Is good. Uh, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. Oh, is that um is that FedEx? That Federal is Express. correct. Yes. Two for two. That could have been UPS. Like, I was really, I was torn in my mind. And but. a lot of these are, I think, yes, well, half of them will be before your time. So that's that's good. They've gotten to your heads, I'm man. T- I'm timeless, man. Uh, with a name like blank, it has to be good. Oh, this is so easy. With a name like Smuckers. Oh, it's so easy. It's <laughs> got to be good. With a name like Smuckers, it's got to be good. Because Smuckers, you know. You smug, jelly-eating <laughs> You just think you're so cool because you eat a lot of jelly. All right. There's always room for blank. I feel like... Uh, oh, this is hard. Yeah. Wow. Is. There's always... 
I feel like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the, was it the Match Game or the Gene Rayburn show from the 70s? There's always room for blank. And then the celebrities would say something slightly oh, like, dirty. Like, whoopee. Like, whoopee. <laughs> that, was, that was the thing, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> no, there's always room for. Um, there's, <laughs> there's always room for more. Oh, more. That famous product. <laughs> That famous product, more. Boy, my childhood was nothing with not for more. What? No, it is Jello. Oh, there's always room for Jello. That's true because there's no substance to it. It's yeah. just melted cow hides, right? I thought it was horse hooves. I think you can use both. Okay, there's gelatin. It's, just, and it's food coloring, sugar, and horse hides, and yeah. And uh, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Yep, almond joys have nuts. Mounds. Don't. Don't. Can Mounds you sing the sing? Can you sing the thong? Yeah. Can sometimes you... you feel like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. Almond joys have nuts. Mounds don't. don't. Which mounds a... have creamy chocolate and gooey coconut too. Oh really? Almond joys. Something, I and something I think too. that a great like great branding for two very mediocre candy bars. How dare you? Just, I'm a coconut fan. Really? Oh gosh! Like a mound. I steal them from my kids' Halloween bags when they were kids because like a, everyone I'd was giving them away. I'd rather get a Mr. Good Bar than a mound. Oh yeah, Mr. Good Bars weren't good. Like the ones that only come in the Halloween variety packs. Where because... would you put them? Would you put them above or below those old lady candies called Mary Janes? Do you remember I, I those? I don't even know what a Mary Jane is. <laughs> it's like this. They still give them. They still make them. They're these like chewy peanut butter things, but they're just awful. They make your jaws, you know, meld I'd together. I put them like below a... that, and okay. I'd put them. I'd put them below, like even those, like the taffy, like the black and orange taffy that people give out on Halloween. Oh, those little swirled. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, I put them. I put wretched. them below circus peanuts. Even. How about? Uh, do you give? <laughs> I like circus. Circus peanuts, peanuts are terrible. <laughs> They're delicious. When when you're going to a hardware store and that's the only candy that you have, <laughs> circus peanuts. Any port in a storm. All right. When I was a kid. All right. Uh, next one. Put a tiger in your tank. Put a tiger in your tank. Of course, it's frosted flakes. <laughs> Different tiger. I'm sorry. The answer is Esso or Exxon. It was a it was a long running slogan. Uh, really? Many years. Yeah. And that's definitely before my time. It was. But you you claimed you were a man for all seasons. Uh, next one. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's blank. Oh, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't even think Bridget got that one. Man. Uh, this one is outside of our region, but I think you would probably know it, having been a man of the world. Oh, I've, yeah. It takes a tough man to take to. Let me start again. Okay. It takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Oh, is this? Uh, oh God, is this like Tyson chicken or uh, Golden Plump or Jenny O or? Nope, it's a chain I do not know. Oh, Purdue. Oh, oh, Purdue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never, I'd never heard of them. Purdue chicken. Maybe. I knew the slogan and didn't even know that. I didn't. I've never heard that slogan. It was ineffective on me. This one, uh, grande taste, loco value. Oh, is this like, is this like Taco John's or like Taco Bell? There you go, okay. Taco Bell. You got it from context. Uh, little dabble, do you? Oh, brill cream. Wow, how old are you? Just that's who's like using thing. brill cream in your house? <laughs> I, put, I had some. Do you of, do a little dab in your I hair? I had some of uh, you know, Doctor whatever is like. <laughs> Dr. Smithington's uh, hair tonic. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, very nice. I'm impressed. I'd walk a mile for a blank. 
Oh, man. Also an old slogan. Oh, I'd walk a mile. But many years. I think it was many years as a slogan. I'd walk a mile for a sack of uh, Pillsbury flour. <laughs> no, the correct answer is more. I'd walk a mile for a more. No, it's, <laughs> it's camel. Oh, for a camel cigarette? Yeah. Oh. No, it wasn't advertising actual physical camels. Of course it was camel cigarettes. <laughs> At your local camel dealer. Yeah. That guy's slogan really caught See, on. Yeah, Sig, like, I mean, we had Joe Camel growing up, but he had no slogan. He was just like a cool smoking camel. I think they still used it. They would, well, it was sort of a retro thing. They kept pulling that one back. I'd walk okay. a mile for a camel. This one is going to be your nadir. I could be very surprised if you all get right, this all one. Right, all right. But it was a very famous slogan. L-S-M-F-T. L-S-M-F-T, and I'll tell you that it was a cigarette slogan. Oh, Lucky Strike? That is correct. Lucky Strike. Can you strike, pull what it... M- more fine tobacco? Oh, one word off. Lucky Strike means, M- means fine, fine tobacco. tobacco. That, that's good. <laughs> wow, I'm good. You are. I think you're cheating. Yeah. You see through I the can't sheet. See the th- I cannot see through the sheet. All right, uh, two more. America's Roast Beef, yes, sir. Is that Arby's? America's Roast Beef, yes, Oh, I, sir. wow, that's it, look at acronym. <laughs> yeah. That's really yep, cool. Yep, they trotted out that acronym back in the days. Mm-hmm. Be all that you can be. In the Army National Guard, you can, or is that the Army itself? That is the U.S. Army. Okay, okay. You did oh, well. No. That was nicely done. Thank I'm you. I'm a little Thank round you. of applause. This is actual studio applause. Oh, the audience is standing for you. Thank you, oh. thank you, thank you, thank this you. This is easily your best, uh, best ever. You are a consumer, sir. Oh, the brands have penetrated every fiber of my being. <laughs> well, there we go. That is our podcast. That is like trees walking. Any way to give the elevator pitch on our big, our big talk for today? What, what, what was it? Give it in a, a summation. What we were talking about? Yeah. We're talking about cafeteria morality, and we're saying when we're talking about what people should or should not do. What we, what we should do, and we're shooting you, is we should look at the grounds, the, 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 the rational grounds for the claims we're making. And we should not just let emotions go and drive the bus. There you go. That is from the guy who just trounced on our quiz today, so you should listen to him. Yep, and I know morality like I know brands. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us. I am Mike Nelson, and this is... David Berge. And this is Like Trees Walking. So long.